This is the Crypto Valley Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Valley Podcast. My name is RK, and today is August 7th, 2020. On this podcast, we explore the history of money from its very inception all the way to its current state and most importantly, its future. We also discuss how the current financial system illusions investors and consumers and how you can exit and obtain your financial interdependence. So if you're someone who has average to no experience in finance and would like to take control of your financial future instead of trusting a banker or advisor, then this podcast is for you. So guys, today I would like to talk about certain basic economic definitions. I believe that these uh, things are becoming, especially today, very important for the everyday person to understand, namely the words inflation and deflation, how they reflect in the economy and what they cause and uh, what happens when they uh, happen on what level. So the first question is the very well-known term inflation. And uh, we're also going to talk about good inflation and bad inflation and also good deflation and bad deflation. So overall speaking, just generally speaking, inflation actually means a rise in prices so if you have for example a country to simplify things and uh, this country has currency uh, x and the things that are valued in currency x are getting more expensive for whatever reason that is that's actually not that important at this stage if the prices go up you can speak of some sort of inflation now deflation on the other hand is the exact opposite deflation means that prices drop and if the prices drop of course this can have also different reasons why they do happen and uh That is why I would also like to talk to you about the good types of inflation and bad types of uh, inflation and good types of deflation and bad types of deflation. Um, The term inflation, of course, is something that today our central banks are literally targeting. So they officially also announced in Uh, today's society that they have a target of around 2% per year. So that means that by using their tools, namely the key interest rate that they decide for every economy and the 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 amount of money that they print in order to bring it into circulation into the economy, they try to use these things to achieve an inflation or a rise in pr- in prices of 2% per year. Now, 
why do they want that? The reason why they want that is by creating... I mean, this is something that they say. Somebody could argue and bring other arguments that there's a different reason why they do so. But the official reason is because they want to promote spending and promote investments. So they want to basically make sure that people um, invest their money or spend their money because over time, uh, the value of the currency that they hold is losing its value. However, of course, if you have a positive interest rate in a normal economy, let's say the interest rate is around 5%, and you have, uh, you have an inflation, however, of 2%. That means somebody who has, let's say, $50,000 or $100,000 can go to his bank and deposit his money into his bank account and receive 5% return or interest annually paid on his savings. Of course, inflation is going to eat away 2%, which means that each year he will be able to buy 2% less with the same amount of money. But on the other hand, he will have a return of net 3%, right? 5% minus 2% equals 3%. Now, of course, in an economy where interest rates are at zero, and this is something that is, I would call, a bad inflation, is that because we have a zero interest rate policy today in most of, I mean, uh, actually it's in all economies nowadays, of course, it's not worth to spend your, uh, to sorry, to save your money because if you do so, you will be penalized for having it saved because you're going to have an inflation of, if you're lucky, two percent, right? <laughs> um, now this is this is of course something that you cannot control, and the. Central banks are doing this in order to make sure that the funds that are in circulation will be spent. They want to promote spending and investments. Now you ask, what would be a good inflation on the other hand? Very simple. A good inflation would mean that the prices of something go up not because there is more of the currency in circulation and there is more velocity or there is more spending because of that amount of money that is in, uh, in circulation, but because there is a natural demand for something in an economy of, let's say, a production. Let's say there is a demand for more cars and because there is I mean the, the reason why there is more demand for cars is because people have uh, people are prosperous and they can uh, they have enough savings they have enough investments and they can afford to spend money on a car and that has resulted in a higher demand for that car and that's also the reason why the price of cars 
have gone up. So you have a wealthy society that has enough savings and has not much debt, but you still have an increase of the price of cars. That's a very healthy inflation because you have a wealthy environment of society in the country and still prices are going up. But a bad inflation, of course, is if you have everybody in the economy highly in debt and you're not getting paid any interest and everybody is just borrowing money to spend more. And because of that borrowing and excessive uh, spending because of the borrowing, you have higher prices. So this means that there is actually no wealth in that economy. The prices are going up, but the economy is sick because everybody, I mean, the majority of people are highly in debt. That's a very fragile economy. That means if one big bank would default on the debt that it owes to another bank, the whole system would collapse, right? And this is caused by a high amount of money in circulation. If there is a lot of money pumped into an economy and there is too much money available, obviously this will cause prices to go up as well because people have to do something with it, right? They have to either spend it or they have to either invest it. If they don't, then inflation is going to eat it away, right? So that's a difference of a good inflation and bad inflation. And today we definitely have bad inflation because we have the biggest debt bubble in the entire world because central, bank, central banks keep pumping more and more paper money into circulation without any backing. There is no gold in the, uh, in the storage, in the backing of the currency. There is nothing backing the currency. It's just paper. And because there is an excessive amount of money printed into the systems, obviously prices go up because people have to uh, put it in something, right? It's just like, actually, you could see it this way. A good inflation is, if I have, for example, a house, and my house is 50 square meters, and I invest and make my house bigger, that house has become bigger and because that house has become bigger, let's say 100 square meters, the price of that house is now higher. That's a good inflation, right? But the house is now bigger and that is the reason why it's um, more expensive, right? A bad inflation on the other hand in this example is if the house is still the same size, but the price of that house has gone up because there is more money or there is more currency into circulation. Not because the house has got better or has improved or upgraded, but because there is more currency in circulation, right? 
That's actually the best way to explain it. Now, deflation. Deflation is exactly the opposite. Deflation means if the prices are going down. Now, usually they teach in our schools today that deflation is always something bad. And of course it is always something bad if you have a society that is highly in debt because if you have a lot of people that uh, are highly in debt deflation would mean that people are not able to pay back their debt and therefore cannot spend as much and because they cannot spend as much the prices are going down that's a bad deflation and that happens only if you have overinflated artificially uh, an economy with excessive uh, paper money that is basically trying to to deflate back into reality right imagine it this way let's say there is a balloon and you have you inflate that balloon with something completely artificial and this balloon is has become so big that it starts to deflate back because there is too much air in it or it blows up and, and the entire air is gone and the entire illusion of all the air that you have pushed in is gone that's actually the same uh, thing what a bad inflation is a bad inflation is only bad if you have a lot of inflation artificially if you have a lot of bad inflation then automatically in that environment the deflation that happens the price pressure to the lower side is bad because people don't have money and they have a lot of debt and they cannot pay back their debt back and that's the cause of the prices going down now of course there is also good deflation and very little amount of people or economists talk about this and that's quite simple imagine you have an economy where people are wealthy everybody has enough savings everybody has enough money on the side because they have worked a lot in their life, they have put a lot of money to the side, and they can afford to uh, open businesses. They, it's all about innovation, right? They are all thinking to build something new to um, bring society forward. Let's imagine an economy like this. In an economy like this, of course, innovation can also bring prices down. Efficiency and innovation are the root cause of uh, companies being able to compete with each other and therefore bring prices down. And actually, the deflation will cause more people to spend more money because if the prices go down and people have enough money on the side and they can afford to spend that money they will also obviously they will also be willing to spend more money right but today our economists think the other way, the other way. they think they can only promote spending 
by artificially getting people into more debt. By making money cheap, they believe people will take more and more credit and invest more and spend more. But on the other hand, what they ignore is that actually, long-termly speaking, that's very, very, very fragile because the economy cannot sustain itself long-termly if it has a lot of debt, obviously. That's common sense. So the bad, uh, sorry, the good deflation in this case is a, is, is a drop in prices because of innovation and efficiency and free market competition. If there is enough savings, people will put these savings into their bank accounts and the, the, uh, then other people who need this money to, let's say, start a new business, they can go and borrow this money and pay some interest for it. Then the saver has a benefit because he can get paid some interest. The borrower can use that money in order to build a business and the borrower needs to compete to pay for the loan and that can of course cause a drop in prices in his society. And this can also cause more spending, right? That's a, that's a bad, uh, that's a good deflation in this case. Um, and today it is very, very hard to imagine an economy like this because we live today, uh, you can see it either way as an unfortunate situation or as a fortunate situation. We live today in, an, in a highly inflationary um, environment where the house we own is not getting upgraded whatsoever, but the price of the same house gets goes higher and higher and higher without any logical economic 101 reason, right? And um, of course, if you know that, if you have this knowledge, you can use it into your advantage because if you know that all these central banks are printing more and more currency and eventually people will gain trust again after this crisis, after this COVID crisis, and they will start spending all this currency, then obviously the velocity that will happen through the spending will cause the prices of goods and services to rise. But not because things are more valuable, but because there is too much currency in circulation. So you can benefit from that and invest in assets that they cannot print, like buying Bitcoin, buying gold, buying silver, buying real estate. Or you can save your wealth in these currencies and just see it getting devalued year over year because of this uh, inflationary environment. I wouldn't tell you that if we would live in a deflationary environment. I would tell you quite the opposite. I would say uh, we live in a de deflationary environment. The currency is gaining value over year over year. So you should better save your money in that currency. But that's not the case, right? And this is the message also of the overall podcast uh, of the Crypto Valley podcast 
is to convey you the current situation we're in, how toxic it is, especially if you're in the middle class. If you are in the lower, lower, lower class and you don't have much savings anyways, I mean, there's not much that can happen to you, but um, if you know that and if you have a normal income in a normal economy, the worst thing you can do right now, today, in the European Union, in the US as well, is to save your money in the dollar or in the euro. I, we don't even have to dive into other uh, countries like Lebanon or Turkey. These are much, much worse cases. If I would live there, I would not save a penny in their currency. But even in our society here in Europe, we are not an exception. You should really, really by now see that because these things happen overnight. And when they happen, it is too late. So I really encourage you, this is not a financial advice, but I really encourage you, get educated, understand the system and protect yourself, protect your family, protect your wealth from these policies that exist and these dangerous actions that the central banks are taking. Okay, thank you so much for listening and tuning in for today's episode. This was episode 12. I wish you a beautiful weekend. Thank you very much and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye-bye.